Howdy, everybody. Welcome back to The Collective. I have another awesome show planned for y'all, but as we know, that plan usually goes sideways very quickly. <laughs> First contact. <laughs> oh, Monday, Dave Bois continues. Thanks for being here, brother. It's always good to have you on. Um, any thoughts? I got a bunch of comments here because there's like some talking going on here. <laughs> any thoughts before we dive into that? No, but I am getting feedback myself and my DMs about how well things have been going over the last uh, few weeks, and mm-hmm. uh, it's good, man. I mean, yesterday you and I spoke. It was kind of like a mini AAR, an, yeah. an unorganized AAR, I'd call it, and mm-hmm. uh, I think overall, if, if anyone missed that, uh, you can save yourself some time and not listen to it yesterday. And I'm just going to paraphrase it. And it kind of goes along these lines of, I am pleased. And so, yeah, that's all I've got in my head at this point. Mm-hmm. And more to do. More to do. You yeah, know what else well, people could do? That's why I'm pleased. They could like the channel. They could subscribe to it. They could hit the notification bell. And that is, again, why Sean is pleased, because people are liking and subscribing. No, no. no, I'm pleased that they're pleased. That's what pleases me. I mean, if they subscribe, that's cool. But it's a bonus. I mean, bonus. drop in once and drop out and never come back again. Okay, that's cool as well, because as long as you're leaving with some wisdom or knowledge or a better way to run your life, I'm pleased. Indeed. That is, that's the way, I think. If you can just, if you can garner one thing, Bonus. Hurrah. Oh, speaking of the way. The way. Buddy, you probably got... I'm not going to say anything. All right. Forget it. No, it's called me. By all means. You, you, you started it off. Let's, let's hit it. What do you got? I shouldn't have. It's already <laughs> on. It's happening. All right. <laughs> speaking of the way. And it's only because that phrase is so thrown out casually. This is the way. That's the way. Lead the way. All the way. The way. And so it's just thrown out so casually that it's now become the word the and mm. or but. They're so ca- like you, you'll have the way three times in a sentence. And I, it's not cool with me anymore. I just, mm. yesterday I started a tiny little, it's a mini, mini, mini project. It probably won't go anywhere, probably won't achieve anything. But yesterday I was sitting down reading the Hagakure. Mm-hmm. And it's just over 300 years old, if no one knows what the Hagakuri is. And it's a collection of writing that I think is reasonably important. And much like the other writings that are out there that most people are familiar with, Miyamoto Masashi, Sun Tzu, whoever, all of the same thematic processes are listed out in all of these historical writings And it's for the reader to interpret them. We have to interpret that wisdom. And it ain't that easy. If you pick up the Hagakuri, and that's the first time you've ever dove into philosophical meanings of the martial way, the warrior way, this kind of thing, that's that's not the place to start. I mean, it's hard reading to really dive deep down and get the real meaning. You can read it on a surface level, shrug your shoulders and think, what's the big deal about the Hagakuri? There's nothing really of interest in there. Well, that's because it takes a lot of thought to really pull the wisdom out of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So as I was reading the Hagakuri, I thought, wow, man, it's, there's people, I struggle to interpret this, and I've read it a bunch of times. 
And so if you're picking it up for the first time, how hard is it for that person? So I decided to do something about it. I sat down, I took chat GPT for a ride with my own little brain and all of the things that I've read and the Hagakuri and whatnot and collated it into a tiny little post on Instagram called the warrior way. Mm -hmm. And I just broke it down into three subcategories to make it simple for all of us to consume as a starting point for a topic of discussion that I was hoping that people would build out. And so the three subcategories in the warrior way are simple. It is the martial arts philosophy, the military doctrine, and the personal development. And in my live chat this morning, and that's why this is fresh in my head, is because some people had asked me some questions, and I, I just wanted to explain why I'm doing it, to try to bullet point Miyamoto Masashi, trying to bullet point the Hagakuri, trying to bullet point a lot of wisdom out there, not just in books, but in friends like you two, that have put stuff into my brain that I'm trying to collate down and instill into the essence of a discussion mm -hmm. so that we can all start talking about these things. Very simply, I chose three categories, military, martial arts, personal, because the three of us fit into those three categories. We're martial artists. We understand military doctrine and we understand personal development, but I've got buddies who've only attended one of those camps. It's called military doctrine. And I'm trying to encourage people to think about all three camps. And if you're not into martial arts, that's cool. Start thinking about your personal development camp. And so as I looked at not the problem, but the idea yesterday, developing out those three subcategories this morning, I woke up and I thought, all right, so big deal. I threw out a one pager that, doesn't really have anything to really sink your teeth into. So I thought, okay, all my buddies who are veterans, whether they do martial arts or not is unimportant at this point. I know that right now, this morning, they can get to work on their personal development if they've never considered it before. So this morning I chose personal development in the warrior way to build it out on, I think I did seven different subcategories that I threw up just before my live IG chat in a videoized sort of page popping up, popping up, popping up, popping up to have people think about it. And I just put in enough meat and potatoes in each category to even, <laughs> I shouldn't say this, I'm giving myself away, but I put enough stuff in there to make people think about, oh yeah, he's right. But I also put in some words there to make people think what? That doesn't make any sense to me because mm. I'm trying to encourage thought. Mm -hmm. I don't have all the answers. In fact, I've probably got all the wrong ideas, but that isn't important right now. What is important is putting out something for all of us to engage in and discuss in ways that, man, has anyone attended the warrior way camp yet that where we all talk about how it is to be a warrior? I haven't. No. I've freaking been doing it all my life and I've never sat down in the, in the briefing. Mm. You know what I mean? So this is my lame ass attempt to try to put some information out there. Well, first off, I don't think it's lame. And uh, second off, I'm, I have it ready here. I'm going to pull it up here in a second. So we can oh, actually, oh, right. oh yeah, I forgot. We've got that technology. Yeah. <laughs> we, have, we have the technology, um, but I do want to hit these cause there's a bunch of them. So Jassa, good afternoon. Good to see you. 
Kyle Ashburn. Good day, folks. This is my first time here. Looking forward to it. Good to see you, Kyle. Awesome. You're you're in for a treat if we're going to go through the Warrior Way today. <laughs> it's going to be a good one. <laughs> well, uh, he yeah. will if you guys are because you guys are attending. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't be in for a treat if it was just me. Mm-hmm. But now that you two are in the game, he's in for a treat. There you go. In for a treat. Um, Daniel says, just for giggles, <clears throat> good morning, afternoon, y'all. On today's episode of Days of the Law, we'll chat about Enter subject here. But first, a little reminder subscribe and hit the bell. Thing. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Uh, you, you got uh, hey, Jassa, Kyle, welcome, love the content, or you will love the content. Hey, Daniel, good morning, all from Winterstorm. Welcome to the collective, Kyle. Man, there's a whole bunch there oh, chatting in the cool, background. Man. I like this, kind of dig it. Gibber. Okay, uh, there's a bunch more, but they're talking to each other. So good on it. Good on you guys. I like Keep it. going. Um, so Seb, any thoughts on the warrior way before I put it up, or do you want me to put it up and we can talk about it? Well, I'll just comment on the on the post that Sean has made. I mean, it was a fantastic post, Sean. And I, you know, I follow you religiously, but I also don't chime in every time because I don't mm. feel the need to. I mean, uh, but just know that obviously I, I'm there and I'm and I'm following. And I, I was reading it and I really like that. I mean, having the ability to bring to life, you know, concepts that are intersecting hundreds of years apart. And, 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 and centuries ago. And what's interesting with that is we're not even adding, co- you know, complicating factors such no. as culture right. and, 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 and interpersonal relationship at the time, like political, uh, you know, know, environments and all those things. So we're, we're really taking a sanitized version of documents that were written. And oftentimes the interpretation is actually ours. It's it's ours because like, we don't know for sure what the intended meaning was, and and and, and I can't and it, smell the air when he was writing that exactly. And mm. so and so for me, but at the end of the day, I I do not care what you use to be a better person and how you interpret it, and that is the bottom line. You know, if you if you're getting something positive out of it, whatever interpretation that supports that goal and that mission of yours, I'm all over it. Mm. I don't need to be right. You know, I just, I just need you to be a better person. I just need me to be a better person. Mm-hmm. And we can really use some of that wisdom and develop in a constructivist approach where we're actually taking the time to think. And I love that you're, you're poking the bear on that, Sean, because that's the lost art, you know? It is. Yeah. The lost art of poking bears. Oh, good one. <laughs> I do have some claw marks on me, though. So that's <laughs> kind of the... <laughs> Part of poking a bear. Uh, <clears throat> so here we go. The warrior way. I'm going to see if I can zoom into this at all, but uh, I don't know if I can. I I will orate for everyone here. Uh, It says the term. Sorry, buddy. Can you do me a favor? And and so the warrior way that you're looking at right now, that's just the three main headers, I'll call it. The martial arts philosophy, the military doctrine, and the personal development. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is merely the entry point into what, if I have my way, over the next few weeks, I'm going to develop fairly deeply. So looking at the personal development aspect in this uh, opening post, today, this morning, I took that category and built it out into more categories. And those categories that we're going to look at in just uh, maybe 30 seconds from now, those categories, I'm going to subcategory those and break them down as well. My intention is not to develop a novel or a book or a body of work or anything like that. I'm just satisfying my own personal 
curiosity, my own desire to, I don't know, do what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. And so if you can bounce from this, if you can bounce that out and go to the uh, Instagram story that I put up this morning. I sure can. That's the one. That's can you one? expand right that there. or no? Yep. Uh, expand it? And yeah. No, I cannot. Okay, that's a shame. Oh, well. Yeah. Okay. But we can make it a little bit bigger for those, and I will uh, <clears throat> I will work my way through it. I'm not sure if I can. You can pause it. Yeah, for sure. There we go. Okay, let's restart this and we will talk about it. So it says, in the context of personal development. Oh, sorry, can I just add one more thing? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Because, I mean, they are symbols that we work with in our brains. I could have just put plain old text up there, Mm -hmm. but it was a background photo for a reason. It wasn't just a random moment. It's That's a specific moment in time. And so the topic that I'm talking about is the warrior's way, personal development, which again is the third category of martial arts philosophy, military doctrine, and personal development Mm -hmm. within the warrior's way. So now I'm talking specifically about personal development. I consider myself to be a warrior. I might not be like the best, but I am Mm -hmm. a warrior in my mind. And so in my personal development, that's how I've lived my life, to raise my sons. And so that's me at a world championship getting, you know, the medal of the day, hugging my two boys who were, you know, kind of three and four years old. I'm young and, and they don't really know what's going on. They just know that their dad did some hard things and, and this is the outcome. He gets awards and he gives us a hug Mm -hmm. and the moment is cool. That's all they know at that point. But the personal development is me developing me as we'll be able to talk about in a sec, but it's also developing them. So I didn't want to have anyone lose sight of, I talk sometimes like I'm on a solo mission, but our solo mission is a team mission. Mm -hmm. Even if we don't think we're on a team, there's people that are always paying attention to the details. And in this case, it's my two sons. I like that. Good context. Um, Thank you for that. The, so here we go. In the context of personal development, the warrior's way emphasizes cultivating specific qualities and adopting certain principles to navigate life's challenges. The warrior's way involves adopting a mindset and approach that promotes growth, resilience, and self-improvement. Here are some key principles associated with personal development in the warrior's way. Um, And it's a great shot. Number one, strength and resilience. The Warrior's Way encourages individuals to develop physical and mental strength, as well as emotional resilience. This involves training the body to be strong and healthy, while also developing mental fortitude to withstand adversity and bounce back from setbacks, which I like a lot. You guys got any thoughts on that one before we move on to the next point? Well, just the thought of this, that strength and resilience category will then be subcategoried. Yeah. And, And you can see where this can go. And, and this is just me spending an hour or two in the morning thinking about these things and building them out, but we can all do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would challenge anyone or not challenge. I would encourage anyone to take these points that I've made and spend your day thinking about them, but making them better than what I've made them. Write them better. Mm-hmm. Make them more meaningful to you. Challenge yourself with the things that I've put down here to make them 
mega better writing than I have. But in that process, you'll refine your opinions on what these things mean to you. That's a great point. Do you have anything? Yeah, I really like the intersectionality of the three different sort of modalities, right? Like your your mental, your physical, and your emotional. Like, I think there's far too many people that are still separating those things. Mm-hmm. And, and all of those things have a positive or a negative impact on the other things. And so if one of them goes down, it, it negatively impacts the rest of them. So I think that it's oversimplified often, but we can compound our issues. We can also compound our strength if, if, we, if we address things as they are intertwined and interwoven so i really like that i really like that as well i uh not only can um not only can a negative a negative portion affect the other pieces but they a negative portion can be bolstered if the other two are high enough Mm -hmm. as well so that's a a great point um next up we have uh, there we go Discipline and self-control. Ooh, discipline. Practicing discipline and self-control is essential in the warrior's way. It it involves setting clear goals, establishing routines, and having the willpower to follow through with actions that align with those goals. By cultivating discipline, individuals can develop habits that support their personal growth and overcome challenges. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts? I mean, I just wish more people would believe it. I, I mean, I, I'm not even kidding. I, I just wish more people would believe it. We, we give it lip service. Yeah. Discipline, focus, commitment, consistency. But they're just words until you like really believe that they're powerful. Words have lost some of their power because they're used so casually. I, I just spoke about this. I mean, just this week. Powerful words have become unpowerful. Because everyone throws them around like candy. Everyone's courageous. Everyone's a hero. Can you run back into the store and get me another roll of toilet paper? That was courageous. That was heroic toilet paper retrieval. Did I or did I not say that the other day? You I did, mean, yep. Words should have power. So when we talk about discipline, it should unconsciously or subconsciously make you straighten up your spine a little bit. That's how powerful it should be. When you hear discipline, you should square your chest out a little bit more. But these things don't happen because the power of the word has been diluted. And I just want people to think about the powerful words and how to apply them in their life to some degree. I think that has to do with the fact that um, the words and the actions are no longer connected. And that like discipline used to be an action. <laughs> it wasn't just a word. And I think it's used very often as a word, just, oh yeah, I'm being disciplined and making sure I don't eat cookies today. And it's like, I mean, technically, sure, you are being disciplined, but that's not discipline, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Well, discipline think- used to be a way of life, yeah. not just a one second blip on the radar. In your day. That's a good point. Seb, anything? Yeah, my my biggest contention is is mostly around the the growth versus the fixed mindset, right? Excuse me. You know, a fixed mindset is is an illusion. It's an illusion because it's safe and it makes you feel 
like it, it, when I say safe, I mean it, it's perceived as being safe, as in you're not in a threatening environment where there are threats, right, uh, around you, such as anything that makes you uncomfortable that has the potential to kill you, according to your body. And your, <laughs> but the reality is the body is an extremely conservative machine, so we know that this isn't the case. So now, what's what's been happening is we've we've seen a sort of a sort of a, an incline by some. To say, well, I don't have a growth mindset, like I have a fixed mindset and and make this a thing as if this was a thing to strive for, or if it was simply a, a difference in character traits. There's a big problem with that. And, and, and you really need to start looking inwards and say that fixed mindset of yours is trying to keep you safe so that you don't get hurt physically, but it also prevents you from living your potential to the, to the absolute fullest. So starting to look at the mechanisms of 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 establishing a, a growth mindset albeit incrementally nothing you know crazy right off the hop but t taking small steps to start reef to start rewiring your brain into into seeing reality differently i like that it's like predictability right your brain seeks for things to be predictable and if they're all of a sudden not predictable that's your brain doesn't know how to handle that immediately unless you have experience handling unpredictability. Well, let's talk okay. about that just a little bit for a yeah. sec because Seb nailed it. And, you know, one of the things that I I'm victim to it. I mean, I like to think I've got a growth mindset. Actually, what I call it is I want to see my full potential all the time. I don't even know what it is still. I'm still trying to find my full potential. I'll, the day it stops is the day I die. And so I'm pursuing my boundaries all the time, trying to expand my sphere, not my sphere of influence, but the sphere of Sean. What can I do on this freaking planet? And so that's my mindset. We'll call it growth mindset. But you know what? I, I'm not like that all the time. And, and it's going to sound strange that I'm saying I'm constantly pursuing my own growth, but that in itself is a fixed pattern that I have to pattern interrupt every once in a while. I pattern interrupt myself. I pattern interrupt everyone around me for sure. But the pattern interrupt is this, regardless of how successful your pattern is, whatever the, the really refined trajectory is that you're on, that you know is the right trajectory. You got to pattern interrupt it so that you can cold eye review yourself and understand that actually that trajectory needs retweaking or actually I'm not fully exploring my full potential, even though my pattern is to explore my full potential because I just pattern interrupted myself, got a cold eye review and realized that I'm slipping here or I'm slipping there or I can do better here. I need to listen to that guy. I need to be quieter over here. Pattern interrupt yourself on the regular. Yeah. And the reason you had to read the great point, Sean, and the reason why this is happening is that on a primal level, we're wired for certain things and it's extremely difficult to override those things. And you will sneak back into those comfortable patterns, even if the body and the mind has to do some trickery and some Jedi mind trickery to try to get you to do it. And you, you trust me, you will do it. And that's just a fact. And that applies to all of us, right? So it, it comes down to, remember, Sean, when we were talking about the uh, being comfortable with being uncomfortable and we started, we hypothesis we we had an hypothesis that potentially at some point you're so comfortable with being uncomfortable that you're too comfortable with 
the level of That's uncomfortableness right. that you're right. in. So yeah, now yeah, you're yeah. you're you're doing something that, as far as everybody else is concerned, can be perceived as uncomfortable. Therefore, you buy into your own hype, but oh, it's yeah. no longer uncomfortable for you. It's now easy. Mm-hmm. So now you've been doing this for say a year. Yeah, I always do things that are uncomfortable. No, you did a year ago, but you never looked back. So now you're 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 comfortable with this. So your brain again tricked you into into doing the least amount of things that have the potential to threaten you, and you need to override that. So that's an absolutely incredible point. And you it, know, it, as you were saying that, Seb, I and it's not the right visualization. Because the visualization that I'm going to give right now is going to send the wrong message. But the wrong message is so wrong that it's going to make an impact so that people will think about things a little bit differently on this subject. When I pattern interrupt myself, it's kind of like I've got Darth Vader working against Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like Obi-Wan Kenobi knows what's up. He's on the right trajectory. He's doing the right thing. But every once in a while, Darth Vader in my head has got to go do that thing. They got to have a little lightsaber battle, <laughs> sort things out. And, the, and there's a shift. So it's not like I've in my head, I've got evil versus good or dark forces versus light forces. I've just got my way and my way is my way. And it usually works, but I got to kind of get all hard on myself. I got to like, I got to throw in a competitor, an opponent, a force to be reckoned with in order to challenge myself on a lot of my stuff to make sure that my Obi-Wan Kenobi trajectory is right. And I know that all sounds dumb, but the idea being that my challenges to me in my head are not tiny little deltas. They're not like, they're massive deltas of challenges, good versus evil to some degree. Mm. I, uh, I really like this because Sean did this to me just recently. It gave me a good kick in the ass in terms of, you know, I've been saying, go do hard things, thinking that I've been doing hard things, but I hadn't been doing anything hard for quite some time. And I was thinking in my head, oh yeah, jujitsu is challenging and it puts you in uncomfortable positions, but I've been doing it for years now. It's not really all that challenging for me to go to jujitsu. It's not really all that challenging for me to be in those positions anymore because I'm used to them. They're now just normal everyday things for anybody else looking in. They'd be like, whoa, that guy's getting smothered. And I'm laying there on the mat going, hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah okay cool now i'm just gonna move my leg and it's that uh that level of um complacency with the pattern regardless of how hard it is <laughs> which is where you also get into um negative cycles consistent negative cycles where um people will stay with an abusive partner for a very long time because it's that's the norm it's bad but it's the norm right and i think that's that's part of it because it could go both ways very easily yeah, you know, it's 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 bad and it's the norm, but the key to that is I mean, if it was bad in the norm, then then someone would bounce. But it's bad and it's the norm, and you've discovered coping mechanisms to mm. make it okay. Good point. And that's that's like BJJ. And man, it can be bad initially if, if mm. you're a certain person and you think you're gonna go large and charge it on day one, it's gonna be bad for you. But you gotta figure out the process for yourself to adapt to it not just be satisfied with oh this is bad all the time you got to make it good and uh not enough people pursue that adaptation process uh, aggressively enough Mm -hmm. adaptability is as you know as far as being an important piece of that i mean this is vastly understated because that's exactly what happened. It's a dynamic nature of this life and everything that's happening is happening quickly. The more time you spend sitting there 
thinking and, and processing and doing all the stuff that instead of taking the bull by the horn and saying, this isn't going to be perfect, but a decent plan now is better than the perfect plan later. Let's go. Let's, let's do something, you know? And it's incredible. Every time you do it, it shakes you out of your, of your comfort zone. And then you realize this was the best thing I've ever done. Like how many times have I almost spoke myself out of doing something that really made me uncomfortable and all the reasons were absolutely valid, you know, to not do it. And I, and I, and I did it regardless because I just, I just pushed through it and I did it. And it was the best thing I've ever did, you know, I've ever done for myself. And, and I was like the, the rewards that come along with that are just endless. Yeah. And, and you know, when that happens, we tell ourselves, man, I knew that action was the real key to all of this. <laughs> and, and then, the, then, you know, whatever a week later, half, half a month later, whatever it is, it's the next thing that you got to deal with. And it's like, oh yeah, that's right. That whole action thing does work. And, you know, the interesting part is Chance and I, you and I have been talking about this subject for a little while, how action does uh, work better than just thought. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of people out there that um, would have a moment of action-oriented outcome where they think to themselves, man, that action thing really works. <laughs> but they're not going to engage in it again for maybe another year. It's just like a real win for them, like, Holy moly, I cracked the action thing right out of the park. I'm an action hero. Uh, but a year later, they've not done anything because they're all back up in the thought actions again, rather than mm -hmm. the action actions. And so it takes consistent effort to start forming a trend and then patternize it. So if your consistent effort is once a year, it's going to take you a lifetime to form a pattern. And so if you're now at once a month, it's going to take you two, three years to form the pattern. If you can now make it a week, it's going to take you a year to form it. If you can make it every day, it's going to take you a month to form it. That's how trends and patterns work. That's how my life works. My whole life is pattern recognition from a, a very early age. And mm -hmm. so if you aren't seeing the pattern form in front of you, pick up the consistency of effort on a more condensed timeline so that you can form the pattern yeah. it doesn't have to be massive things mm -hmm. it's just little wins action wins the little wins are nice when, once you start counting them and i think that's a lot but of yes. things people don't do because they you know there's there's little incremental wins that you can hit that you can discount because they're small but those are still wins yeah, man. You, you know, you. I think once you've spent enough time with people that are on the verge of death and you've had these conversations with them about what truly mattered in their life and they tell you things that will blow your mind, has nothing to do with the big things. None of it. None of it ever. It's always, it's always, you know, when I was doing my girl's hair or when I, you know, when I was sitting down with this person and having a conversation and a coffee and, and it's all the little things that we take for granted that we're doing an, on an autonomous basis almost and as just a part of a filler as i called it so you're taking filling actions throughout your day you know you have you have your key things that you want to do the rest of it is a filler it's like hey man this is time you have here time you have and time you no longer have you don't have the time to fill you have to take the time to do something truly meaningful so if we're having a coffee if i go for coffee with with Shauna, with you chance 
that is an incredible opportunity to connect with you, to have a conversation that's truly meaningful, to, to, to learn about what's going on with your family, to do those things. I truly invest myself in it, not fill time just for the sake of filling time. That's a waste, you know? Yeah, and you know, that's a great point, pal. I haven't really, you're going to let me build off of that. Thank you very much. Into cognitive <laughs> dissonance. Yes. And so, you know, the idea being that if you're not nailing the little things in your day, like doing your girl's hair, you feel it. You feel it. And, and maybe you don't know why you feel it, but you just feel that something's a little off because you're not doing the right thing, we'll call it. But you're so busy chasing the big things, we'll call them in the day, that you don't get those things done either. So you don't get your big things done. You've definitely not done the little things that are important. And so at the end of the day, you're left with no real wins, but you're left with this sense of dissonance and you don't even know why mm -hmm. and that maybe that's it, buddy. Maybe mm -hmm. that's it. Yeah. I think you're, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, we, subconsciously, I think we always know when we haven't done what we either wanted to do or where we're, where our heart was or whatever the case may be. And I think we, we get really, really good at overriding that emotion with the fact that I'm, I'm just not feeling great or I'm just not, and we're discounting, you know, sort of, uh, but instead of trying to find the source of these issues, which sometimes, and I, and I would say most of the times are not external, but, but internal, and we can really take some, some actions and some steps to try to limit the amount of time that we feel that way. And when we do that, we're optimizing our ability to address the other things in our life because we know how it is. Like if, if, if you're in a negative mindset or frame of mind, good luck trying to extrapolate anything super positive out good of that. Good luck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any uh, further thoughts or do you guys want to carry on with the... Good to go. I said right. carry on. Because by the bro, way, it's a great, but, it's it's a great post, dude. Like it's it really it's, it's it's like a great post. Not well, just you know yeah. what? It it'll be great mm -hmm. if people do what we're doing right now. Sure. If if they'll just look at the words and think, well, that's that wasn't a very good effort, but now I'm going to build it out in my own head with my own thoughts. That's what we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. Building it out. This is what I wanted. I, I wish. I wish everyone could sit down with friends and, and take these things and think about them a little bit deeper in an open conversation. It'd be fun. Then Admit. I'd say it's good. That's right. But if it is, they can. And they should. Sure. Absolutely. Um, so number three, let's dive into this one. Number three, emotional intelligence. Warriors understand the importance of emotional intelligence. They seek to develop self-awareness, empathy, and the ability to manage their own emotions effectively. This enables them to navigate relationships, communicate assertively, and handle conflicts with grace and understanding. I like that a lot. The um, mm -hmm. It's clicking in my head, at least a little bit, is it enables to navigate relationships, sure, and communicate assertively, but I think just in, it, it enables people to communicate effectively. Not just assertively, like assertively for mm -hmm. sure, but just effectively across the board. If you have control of your own emotions, you are a much better communicator just in that fact. You're being assertive with yourself. That's a good point. Yeah. And you know, there's some key words in there that stand out to me. They actually make me feel uncomfortable as I was writing them. And it's empathy. Mm -hmm. Like I'm empathic, but I don't feel like I've got as much empathy as I should have. And so I hear Seb use this word a lot. He's actually encouraged it in me more so than I had in the past because he 
it's not that he talks about it all the time. It's that he talks about it frequently enough for me, not too much, because then that would annoy me, <laughs> and not too little, because then I wouldn't be aware of it. Seb has said it the right amount of times for a guy like me, so that I start thinking about putting down a word like empathy and having people think about it. Otherwise, you know, like a year ago, there's no way I would have put empathy in there. But I'm trying to be more empathetic, <laughs> empathic to the empathy word. And, and I think it's important for warriors to understand that that is part of our responsibility. It's not all just blood and gore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and speaking of cognitive, cognitive dissonance, that is a, a piece, you know, we'll, we'll make it public in case nobody knows, but I mean, you have an, an incredible amount of emotional intelligence, Sean, and, and, and empathy is a big part of that. I think what happened, what happened with you is that in order to operationalize certain aspect of your of your of yourself in the context of war you 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 essentially had to drive th those concepts a little bit you know they're they're the baseline they're the fundamental pieces that your foundation that your house is built on but the rest of it has to be and so the issue is this if you're if you're somebody right now that's focusing on all of those things but you're not focusing on building the house on that foundation you're we're basically talking about emotions and validating and all the things that really are not very popular in this in the in a subset and in the the circumstances in which you operationalize that in your own life so basically you were hard with the people so that they could get the best out of them because if you want to optimize performance you have to tell people things they don't want to hear and you have to encourage them to do things they don't want to do and there's only one way to do that and it's to kind of put your soft your soft side your softer side a little bit a little bit below right but um it, it's really interesting that it makes you uncomfortable that that word makes you uncomfortable because i've rarely met somebody that is as empathetic as you are mm -hmm. i think i think there's there's something there right yeah right. thanks buddy and 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 i tend to agree and and why i feel i can easily agree with what you said is because uh, i'm i'm currently pursuing it as hard as i can i'm currently working in fact since i met you i've had to really dial my rotary dial up to an 11 to get a better grip on my own personal development in respect to these kind of emotional intelligence and emotional uh, aspects. It's not that I, I didn't know how to do it or I was bad at it. I just know that I got to do better. I, I got to get a better sense of how to do these things better so that I can connect with people on a more mm, obvious empathetic level. So I, I don't feel like I do this part well. I, but I do know that I'm currently focused on trying to do it well. And it is important for any warriors out there. If you've been large and in charge and hard as steel and you can, you can cut down wood with your laser beam eyeballs, that's fantastic. But uh, that doesn't translate very well when you sit down uh, next to another human being who's never cut down trees with their laser beam eyeballs. So um, that's what I'm trying to work on right now as probably my uh, number one goal. That's a tough one. <clears throat> I know a lot of people that uh, that their concept of empathy is a zero to ten. And I mean, you said it earlier in your live when you were talking about the uh, working with the police college and saying that there is a uh, 
there's levels to the game in terms of violence, right? You can't just go zero to a hundred. They just can't do it. There's got to be stages and you have to be able to reflect upon them. Even in that instant of a moment, you have to be able to understand what you're doing. And I think it's kind of humorous, but it's also a very good point is that a lot of vets that come back from, from war, a lot of my Afghan vet buddies who are like really struggling, reintegrating with society, lack empathy. They, and that is one of the biggest things that they need, they struggle with is just to be on the same level as somebody who wasn't in Afghanistan. So it's a, it's a challenge to get over possible for sure i mean i struggled with it too it was not uh, not an easy thing to accept the fact that you're not special first off <laughs> and that anything that you're feeling other people have felt and anything that other people have felt you have felt as well and that's part of being empathetic is just understanding that we're all uh we all have our struggles can I jump in for a sec, just Absolutely. on something you said there, yeah. um, there, Chance? And just to, just for the sake of clarity, can you put your mug in there? I this, this thing is well, yeah, that's much better. <laughs> um, <clears throat> excuse me. So you know, just to clarify, just to bring a bit of clarity on something you said. So when we're talking about, and I don't know what the context was on that conversation, but about like Sean at the police college and talking about, you know, you can't go from zero to hundred. The use of force continuum yeah. is what I was discussing. Yeah. Roger. Okay. So the key piece of this is that. The, the, there is no continuum, right? It's use of force decisions that are being made. And they used to, you know, decades ago, they used to call it that. But really, what if you show up and you're at a lethal, at a lethal force option right now? There is no escalation. It's right straight to lethal force. Yeah, right? fluidized, yeah. Exactly. And so this, you know, when I first started in the service over 20, 25 years ago now, um, this was a thing where we had, you know, uh, we had to continuously, everything had to be done in, in, in order, so to speak. You know, you would deal with something and then you would escalate yeah, yeah. And sequentially, which isn't absolutely it's not workable for a dynamic situation right so i just wanted to clarify that like you but it doesn't change the fact that an assessment has to be made so even if that assessment leads into i have to go from zero to a hundred it has to be done it that assessment has to happen yeah. ever ever so quickly you know uh, obviously but the decision can be made so i just wanted to, to kind of bring a bit of nuance there Absolutely. That's yeah, and that's cool. And and I'd like to add a little bit of nuance to what uh, Chance was talking about. And it's in respect to um, veterans who have had a hard go of it. They come back to Canada and they are struggling to develop any uh, empathy for anyone around them because they never went over and stood in the desert. Uh, so it's tough, man. But I'll tell you what does help is looking at strong characters like Seb. And, and being encouraged to know that you can be hard and you can also be soft. Mm -hmm. What you can't ever be is just soft. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a big fan of anyone who's really hard. It's science. It's total science. <laughs> I mean, I've got an edge to me. I'm, I'm, fairly intense at times. And if you've ever hung out with me, you'll understand that. But I've also got a soft side to me. And I show my soft side when, when it's time to show it. I don't walk around all soft. I walk around hard, but I know when I need to be soft. And, and, and that's, a, that's a very fluidized uh, identity that is 
predicated on what's in front of you. You're one dimensional if your only response to the entire world is I'm hard, in brackets, you're not. And your only response is lashing out because you don't have any soft skills. You can't engage with the person in front of you, even with a handshake, because you're so hard and angry. But as I've said before, that person is literally the weakest person on the sidewalk in that moment. Hmm. Yeah, having having the ability to assess the circumstances and the change, the, the the ever so subtle changes that are occurring that should spearhead a change in behavior from you hmm. is a critical piece. Everybody can have a certain attitude and 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 act a certain way, but what if the circumstances are completely changed now? How do you adapt to that? Where's your adaptability in relation to the context that just shifted on you? And what, where was your perceptiveness at the time? Did you pick it up or did you miss it? Because you're too narrow, you know, singular, one, singularly focused on what it is that you're yeah. doing. I've only so, got a response. Dimensions. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a great point. In, uh, and we've seen this in history across the board. Many, every philosopher is all about the duality, right? You, it's never one side you can't be all soft you can't be all hard because situations are across yin the and board. yang baby exactly yin and yang that all was my balance yep yeah. so everything has to be done with that in mind is that you can be strong absolutely but you should also in order to be truly strong you should know what it's like to be weak mm -hmm. and, and Cetera, and not cetera. worry, not worry about what other people perceive you to be. Like you exactly. have to be you in the moment. You know, mm -hmm. there's so many people out there that are so, uh, even even on a subconscious level, seeking external validation on how hard or how. And so there is there is a, a little word word that really annoys me called vulner called vulnerability. You know, when people say, "Well, boy, how how you don't you don't mind being vulnerable?" I'm not being vulnerable. I'm being me. Man, what are you doing? You know, like, what are you doing right now? I'm not feeling like being, you know, Goggins and yelling at everybody to be hard. And I no, no, no offense with Goggins. I love the dude, but you know, I, I don't feel the need for that right now. I'm, I'm, I'm in a completely different, I'm in a different place right now. And so why would I be acting out something as if I were, if, as if I was a uh, unidimensional human being when there's so many dimensions to me and those dimensions are there for the for the picking when the time is right for each of the set of circumstances that you are faced with so that you have the ability to negotiate the world and not just people like you. Mm -hmm. My favorite people are warriors who don't look like warriors. Mm -hmm. You know, like if, if they're just all chillaxed and confident and capable, that's my favorite person for sure. 100%. You know, it's kind of hilarious. It not only do you sound like, but also look like the, uh, the, the character from Predator with the glasses that has like amazing reflexes. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but it's like yeah. the 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 perfect image of my head right now. <laughs> They're talking to somebody that doesn't look like a warrior, right? And that's how they started the pan across. Was with that's him. right. Like, that's oh, right. I've forgotten yeah. that scene. <laughs> I love that. Um, all right, should we uh, carry on to the next one? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Let's dive into it. Sorry, boys, I didn't mean us for us no, to do good. this. I'm sure the topic would be combo. good. No, this is awesome. It's a good conversation, brother. Yeah. I'm, I don't know if we'll make it through all of these. <laughs> well, then we'll have a second part. Exactly. I agree. All right. Number four, emotional resilience. Warriors understand the value of emotional resilience in the face of adversity. They cultivate the ability to bounce back from setbacks, learn from failures, and maintain a positive mindset. 
Emotional resilience allows warriors to face challenges with courage and maintain a sense of balance and composure. Yeah. I like that. What do you think? Thoughts, Seb? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's all been, it's all been said. I mean, it's, but I think that's one of the things that sometimes can get skewed is people thinking that resilience is, is, is the reaction to the setback. Whereas what we are looking at, we're looking at is you may have the same reaction to a certain setback, but it's how you bounce back from that, from that reality. You're, you're, you know, and that's, that's where the, the, the gold is. And again, and I think part of that has to do with, you know, we were talking last week about uh, saying that Pat Mack, for example, was, you know, didn't encounter some of the things that normal people encounter because he's Pat Mack, right? Like, and, mm-hmm. and so I always like the fact that he brings up the fact that some of the little voices in his head are telling him to do things that are not in line with his goal and that he has to override that. But some of those things are exactly that also. You, you, there has to be, there has to be efforts in resilience like it's it's not you either get it or you don't yes there is going to be contributing factors that are going to help develop it in certain people and adversity ridden life is likely to develop it quicker but there are things that you're going to have to make some decisions on it's not going to be well you know i just i just don't bounce back from this or i just bounce back from everything you know you're going to have to figure out what that looks like as far as operationalizing your tools to make that happen that's a good point sean any thoughts yeah, you know, the we've talked about these things uh, a number of times in a bunch of different ways. And probably the key word in all of that is positive mindset. I mean, if you don't know how to do any of this, any of it, life as a whole, if you don't even know how to do life, get a positive mindset. It sorts everything out. Just do your best. Stay positive. No matter what you're facing, stay positive there's all we will find a way is a motto with a certain team and that is so important to understand that there's always a way you can find it and if you stay positive while you're hunting it will sort itself out and that's how you build as a human being is staying positive forward momentum focused and trusting the process will take care of itself. Now you're going to get some bumps and bruises along the way. Things will go a little sideways. Stay positive. The bump, that's a lesson. The sideways, that's a lesson. The hardships, those are lessons. All of that adversary, uh, ad- adversity, congratulations. The best gift you ever got. As long as you stay positive mindset. Yeah, and that's, and that's man, like that's... That's huge, you know, and, and once you start operating with the premise that your reward system or, you, or the way you reward yourself is when you are um, either bouncing back from adversity or your reaction to, an, to, an, to adversity as a whole, and you start rewarding yourself for your reaction to adversity rather than necessarily overcoming it in the way that, you know, in the optimized way, so to speak, because guess what? Like life is finite. At one point you will not come back from something. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you can't come back from everything, but what you, what you can do is control how you react to things, the decisions that you make from there. So your mindset is not just about positive mindset. It's about positive actions. Mm. I like that. I like that a lot. I do. What do you think chance? Uh, I, this hits like 
basically all the points. <laughs> There's not much I can uh, develop from this other than the fact that, um, like, I had an example of this last night, right? I, I made a major mistake trying to do some plumbing, and now I have to fix it. Now, And the, the ability for emotional resilience has been, uh, I've been working on for many years. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, two, three years ago, had I broken the uh, the pipe like I did last night, I would have had a meltdown. I would have thrown things. I would have been swearing. I've been kicking stuff. I would have given up for like two or three days. I would have started looking up plumbers. I would have been like, this is just, it's all garbage. Everything is bad. And uh, last night, I broke the pipe. I swore once, took a breath, looked down. That okay? I guess I got to go get a concrete saw. <laughs> like, and it was just That's okay, good, cool, man. Bouncing back, exactly, almost exactly. like in real time. Yes. Mm -hmm. And when you take those positive actions on the spot, or if you take oh, a little bit yeah. of time, mm -hmm. it's it's actually it goes away real quick. You find that when you start fretting, fretting stuff, like <laughs> you can really go down the downward spiral, and and it's it takes a lot longer. It takes a lot longer for you to get out of any dark hole you're in. Whereas if you take immediate actions, albeit those those actions are going to be uncomfortable, but knowing that doing the uncomfortable thing is going to be better for you, get it done like yesterday yep. and see how much better quickly you are going to get because you're going to stop spotlighting. You're going to stop spotlighting and magnifying the situation that you were in on, on account of preventing it from occurring again. You're going to yep. be moving on to the next phase of this operation. Exactly. And benefit. I get more time, like I get to work on my uh, my concrete cutting skills. I get to 100%. work on pouring concrete. I get to do more plumbing work. I get to really work on getting all my measurements right and all this stuff. Just gives me more experience. Yeah, and you got a so, cool story to tell. And I got a cool story to tell. How you know? I, I absolutely. I and uh, do you know what you're also doing? I, I can't resist. You're concreting the process of being a man of action. And so uh, a couple of years ago, if that setback would have occurred and you hadn't bounced right back like you did uh, last night, what you're reinforcing is a man of no action. Mm -hmm. And the more that you can create action based off of your thoughts in that moment, if, if your thought happens and then a day later you maybe do something about it, that is not a man of action. And you haven't formed the pattern yet or the trend of problem action. Mm -hmm. And the more you... Slim down that timeline to problem, one second later, action. Then you start reinforcing the idea, whether you believe it or not, your body will pick up on it, your mind will pick up on it, either consciously or subconsciously. You then start to become, by default, action-oriented. Yes. The problem shows up, you deal with it. Mm -hmm. You're dealing with it before you even think about dealing with it, because that's you, that's who you are. Big problem, fast action. It's an important distinction between bouncing back. If someone has been in a tough spot and now they're facing the tough problem, if it's taken you a long, long, long time to deal with that, you're not action-oriented yet. The moment that you take action is the first time that you start stepping into forming a trend of becoming action-oriented. That's the important part, really. It's the depth of the longevity of actions. If you just do a one and done, you're not action-oriented. 
if you do a one and then another one, now you're trending. And that's what you really have to pursue is that second, third, fourth, fifth action later that day. You got a problem with your drain? Dang, I got to get a concrete saw. You deal with all of that problem. You put your arms up and think, yeah, look at me go. And then you don't action anything else later that day. Like, okay, concrete's done. What's next? Oh, yeah, kids. Got to get them to dot, dot, dot. Action, 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 action. That's how you become patternized. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what's really interesting too is um, <clears throat> a lot of people are addressing life like somehow when bad things happen they weren't supposed to, <laughs> and 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 I don't I don't address life like this. I, actually, quite to the contrary, I'm always aware that this is a part of life and it's always going to happen and it's never going to stop. So you got choices to make here, and so you can preemptively prepare prepare as much as you can for your reaction to things, which is the preferred way to do it. But here's what I used to do when I was on call, when I was a young team leader on a team. And, and, and I knew that if a call came in, you know, I was responsible for whatever outcome was coming out of that. And one, it, 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 it added an incredible amount of stress to my life because I anticipated calls all the time. I consistently scanned my phone. I consistently mm-hmm. did things that were very conducive to me having a not very comfortable time on call, so to speak. Well, as an experienced team leader, here's what I did. I went to three guys. I gave a second call to another guy and I gave a third call to another guy as a contingency. Then I put a, a, a sound and a sounding alarm that was so obvious there is no way you could have missed it if it rang, and I did not care at all when the call was going to come. I was going to live life and maximize my time with whoever I was, if it was with the kids or whatever the case might have been. And if the freaking phone rang, I dealt with what came in. Done. Right. And I relieved an incredible amount of stress of my life by doing that. So don't try to anticipate everything that can happen in life, but just know it's coming and have the tools internally to be able to negotiate those events and be prepared for it. And when one happens, don't think, well, okay, you know, I should be good for a while because you don't know. You could have two or three or five. It really doesn't matter. It's not about it's not about having the easy path. It's about having the internal fortitude and the 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 preparation and mental prep necessary to deal with the things as they're coming up. Beautiful. Yep. Uh, we have uh, a couple comments, but then we're going to be cutting short on time here. So let's hit those. And I'm going to figure out, Sean, how to save this at some point, and we'll be able okay. to put it up as a larger thing right. at another day um, to carry on. You know, so, maybe what I need to do, as I was pushing it up, I thought... I don't know if any of this is worth anything to anyone. So I'll just throw it in my stories. It'll be gone in 24 hours and no one will have to deal with it. But maybe what I need to do is move it over into my feed so that it sticks around a little bit. I think that might be useful for sure. Um, We do have a couple comments here for stuff. I I missed this earlier, but Jassa asked where the claws from. And Daniel Levante says, back, back scratching on the tree of suffering. <laughs> <laughs> he did also state that this was pure gold. So it's been helping at least one person. There you go. And uh, Robo Murray Airsoft, good to see you. We're going to have him on the show very soon. It's going to be great. Oh, cool. um, it says, it's like learning your draw stroke. At first, it's slow and steady. But with practice, speed comes as a natural byproduct of practicing. The reps, the splits get smaller. Action. Problem. Problem action, problem action, back mm-hmm. and forth. I dig it. Yep. Um, oh. 
uh, screenshots have been done. <laughs> Not gone. Screenshots have been done. Nice. Good to go. Action. Um, action. There you go. There's problem. Action. Problem. Action. Exactly. Well done. Um, but yeah, any final thoughts before we shut her down? I got, uh, I think we made it about halfway through that. So we got another, another whole show to go. <laughs> Yeah, I'm good with that. If you, I mean, as long as you guys are okay with it, I, I wouldn't mind. I, I, I like learning from you guys. I'm yeah, that was that was a great conversation, boys. I, mm-hmm. I really, really enjoy the subject, Sean, and great job in 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 putting that uh, together for people to to make it palatable for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. And it's it's a key thing to do, I think, in that if we if we don't adapt to how other people learn, then they won't learn. So it's on us to be able to adapt what we're doing so that other people can learn from it. I think one thing that I will add in closing is when I was writing that this morning, I mean, I know what I know and I believe in myself, but I didn't believe that it was going to be of enough value for others, even though I was trying to do it for others. As I put it out there, I was like, I don't want to put this out there. I don't think it's worth anyone's time, but you got to believe that what you're doing, if it's for the right reason, put it out there. If it, if it sucks, someone will let you know. Mm-hmm. If it's if it's pretty good, that's good enough for now. So that was my pretty good effort at trying to get the ball rolling. Then I had to have the conviction to do it, not for myself, because I wouldn't have done it for me. I had to do it for the team. So if you're struggling to, you know, go kick some ass out on the socials or in your life, and and you don't believe that it's important for you it's definitely important enough that you should do it for the team. Mm-hmm. There's a, a really great example of this is the little, the workouts that I've been putting out on, uh, on my IG, just the band work, the basic stuff to try and get my shoulders rehabbed. I had a, a friend of mine hit me up yesterday and was like, Hey, the band stuff you're doing isn't going to help. I had massive shoulder problems. Let me sort you out. And he sent me a whole program to do with my bands to actually strengthen the shoulder up. And he's going to help me get uh, sorted away, sorted right away. And had I not uploaded any of that onto the social media, that would not have happened. So the team looking after the team. Exactly. It's like we're one big collective, almost. We Some should. Sort of... uh, I wonder what we'll call the podcast. Hmm. Something. Something has to do with uh, the group, or perhaps the team. I will figure it out. I'm sure. We'll sort it out. <laughs> um so no final thoughts then for me guys or those were your final thoughts you guys good to go groovy all right well thanks everybody as we're, we're going to continue this going to be a part two so stay with us for tomorrow and the next day and the next day i'm not sure when we're going to do this but we're going to do it very soon and as long as you are out there learning building and growing you can do that with us here on the collective we'll see you all tomorrow chimo chimo <laughs>